0: Tom Bernard Show with Ralph Toy D,
1: Hackmaster. Andy Ram Bernard.
2: Cassie Schrader.
1: Got a couple of great guests coming up, a lot of news going on. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing.
3: I you know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the car had qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, uh non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well. It
1: is really cool, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car.
1: And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walser.com, because of warranty for life.
3: And you like working with me too, right, Tommy? Tommy. Tom. I, I don't think he's there. <laughs>
1: That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group.
3: Walzer.com.
1: Let me know when Mr. Federico's ready to go, dokie. An all male a cappella group at Princeton University has temporarily pulled the Little Mermaids Kiss the Girl from its set list after his performance of the song was declared offensive and a violating ritual. Of course it was. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are oh, we I going after Little Mermaid? I don't know. It's just amazing. Sophomore Noah Wolstein argued in an op ed in the Daily Princetonian that the lyrics, It's Possible She Wants You To Go On and Kiss the Girl, are problematic in the way that they unambiguously encourage men to make physical advances on women without obtaining their clear consent. Is it just me, or is everyone named Noah obnoxious? Well, there is
4: that. (laughs) For some reason, whenever someone's named Noah, they're always
1: like that. Prove me wrong. Uh, but worse, she wrote, as the Tiger Tones call up a male and female member from the audience during the performance and encourage a kiss, this year's long tradition, it's been going on forever, eerily amplifies the song's assertions of toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You people really, what is, here's what has happened. Uh, people who feel powerless have decided they're going to try to take over the world by running this stuff by everyone, and everything's horrendous, everything's horrible, and everybody's violating everything I do. And mainly, it's supported by men who have no testicles. You cowardly punks. Just because somebody pulled your underwear up your butt in school, I now you're going to pay much the whole what it is, too. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> no way, Vitos. Well, uh, it's it it, yeah, that's right, juevitos.
2: Political correctness by snuggy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
1: right. It's just you hurt me. More. Look, I'll be honest with you. We all went through it, ladies and gentlemen. I've been sucker punched when I was a little kid in school. It doesn't feel good, been treated like dirt because we were poor and all the rest of it. I grew up and got over it, and then I learned to defend myself, and then I don't have these problems anymore, I don't. Andy, has anybody ever co- caused you any problems that that you couldn't handle? I've never been sucker punched. Good. Well, that's good. But answer my question.
4: Well, it's a kind of a mind. vague question. Problems you well, can't handle. You no, know,
0: Andy, you have been put in uncomfortable situations, which you have learned from. Well, yeah. To try to avoid. You don't avoid that. You avoid those kind of people. You mm-hmm. avoid that situation. You just don't get into that conversation or that discussion. I mean, it's just a thousand pieces to it. Yeah. I don't
4: try to. Flex my power by ruining everything for everyone, like these
1: people are. Exactly. Look, I, I, I this whole thing. All I get out of this is uh, the people that want to take advantage of the system. They're going to find something wrong with everything mm-hmm. you do.
0: Well, it everything. makes
4: them feel powerful.
1: Well, it does. That's but, but, exactly.
0: But, it. but there's not. A, there's no criticism of uh, the other side of that coin, which is uh, you know this 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 overt. Uh, why don't say not feminism? It's overt. Uh, uh, misandry? No, no, not misandry. But it has to do with women using their sexuality in a strong way. Oh uh, yeah. You know, a woman, a woman shows up. Well, that's because with that if, you, clothes if you say something and wanting, that, then slut shaming and doing that, wanting attention, wanting attention, which. They enjoy, to a certain extent, you know, no one says, no one says, hey, you know, maybe that, we need to be careful with that. Be careful with that because you're going to draw attention to yourself. Right. You know, you can't say anything about that because, oh, women should be able to dress whatever they want. Well, guys should be able to dress whatever they want too. But guys don't, you know, if they, would, they don't walk around in skin-tight pants. But well, some of them. Well, do, but there are those. They're looking jeans. for other things. <laughs> yeah, but but they're not as they're not as skinny or as tight as women's <laughs> tights. Yeah. yeah. True, they're not.
4: No, you don't see men in yoga pants. No, you don't see That'd men with yoga pants showing
0: their junk. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they're trying, but it just doesn't work. <laughs>
1: or, or there's
0: no junk to show. There's that was no junk That was mean show. spirit. I never should have said Look,
1: that. we are a society that's been around for years and years and years. You want to make. Casual little changes as, as long as no one's getting hurt. I agree with you. If somebody's getting hurt, then it's got to stop. There's no doubt about it. Offense, Being offended is not being hurt. You're just a pain in the ass. Because you're offended by everything. That's the problem you got going. Do you like anything? No. It's, there's something wrong with everything. I never even noticed in Little Mermaid, which Alex and Andy and Catherine and I went to a, a couple of times, I never noticed... Uh, this thing about oh you're forcing yourself on women i never saw that in the movie at all you picked up on it i did did anybody else in this room no, th- were you offended by little mermaid
2: okay the whole part okay in the movie that's where they were trying to get ariel to kiss prince eric okay so she could stay human
4: yeah they were in and a,
2: she on, a, on a boat talk, in the
0: lagoon. Because
2: remember, she had to give up her voice to Ursula. I know. I'm giving a Disney princess. a very Disney
0: You're ruining it. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. You're I know. It. Spoiler it's, it's, alert. Are spoiling you it. You haven't
2: seen it. No. So the whole purpose of uh, Sebastian, the little lobster, the lobster, was singing Kiss the Girl because she couldn't verbally yeah. speak for herself. Right, right. And she was just being shy. It wasn't like he was fine. forcing himself. He wasn't, you know... Not that I
1: remember, he never so forced
3: himself So technically, actually,
2: Ariel was trying to kiss him, and he wasn't picking up on the right, clue. Right. Because she knew that she had to kiss him in order mm-hmm. to stay human and get her voice back. Or no, she wouldn't be able to get her voice back, but stay human. I don't know. It's, so she got just, her voice.
4: I, yeah, she got her voice back. Be, well, she got her voice back when they killed Ursula, but that's yeah. Different. It wasn't
2: that, like it wasn't I like he was holding her down. I know, and forcing himself, it's forcing himself. Us. It and it was. The little lobster was the one trying to
1: force Mm -hmm. these two to
2: kiss. So, this because he had to do it by sundown by this day or whatever. I will tell you
1: this: uh, every time I talk to a lobster, I do find them
2: offensive. (laughs) Rock lobster.
1: Rock lobster. (laughs) Ew! Isn't
4: it just suspicious how people seem to see rape in everything? Well, it's It's like I don't see rape everywhere, and I don't think that's a failing of mine. I think that's. Me not projecting.
2: Well, for instance, oh, you were talking about Rudolph this morning, and how they a were rude. looking for bad things in the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. saying that
1: yep, he, horrible, uh, <laughs> horrendous.
2: Hermie, the, the elf that wanted to be a dentist. Yep. He went from being what? What did you say this morning? Being a from being an elf to a, a serial killer because a serial they were killer. wondering where he got the teeth. Where, for
1: where'd his you get dolls. the teeth? <laughs>
2: well, the, the serial Two. killer.
1: Fairy and they're saying that's thing?
2: inappropriate for children. Oh, my
1: God. Like, I I don't get it. Look, the only thing I never liked about the Disney stuff is, why do they always have to kill off the mother? It's it gets, the mother, either the mother or the father is dead.
2: It's gained sympathy for the main <laughs> exactly, character. Exactly,
1: yeah. And losing your mother is a lot harder on kids than losing your father. Mm, that was my... That
0: was the... That's yeah, yeah. the... That's the myth. Yeah, that's what. That's why I started writing Disney movies off. With ba- I saw Bambi, I said, "I don't want to be depressed the rest of my life." I uh, know Bambi really didn't have lesson. any parents. Did I, can, he? I can't. Oh no, Bambi's mom. mom. Died. That, that's Bambi's it. Mom. Spoiler he, uh, alert. He still had a da- uh, dad. No. 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 Well, he did, but dad was. Dear. Dear Deer don't always stick around (laughs) like that. He's at the bar
1: getting drunk. Hey, Dad, where are you? Hey, shut up.
2: Although there have been, like, few Disney movies where the mom actually died during the movie, like Bambi. It's always been the mom was just never in the picture. Yeah. So you would just assume that she was dead. So it's stories about orphans. Pretty well, they're usually either with their dad. I mean, like. Uh, Aladdin, she was with her father.
4: Let's see, the official list of princesses. Aladdin Aladdin go. is a girl? No, Aladdin's a boy. Yeah, Aladdin's but ja- boy.
2: Princess Jasmine, she lived with her,
4: Jasmine. sultan,
3: her father. The sultan.
4: Snow White, I don't even remember her deal. Cinderella didn't have a mother or a father. No. Uh, stepmother. Evil it, stepmother. She, she did have an evil stepmother. It, it, that's right. Ariel had a dad, King Triton. And she mm-hmm. talked to lobsters, so that was good. She did. Belle had a dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Jasmine had a dad, I think. Yep. Yeah, the little fat guy. <laughs>
2: oh, that's nice. <laughs> little, nice fat <laughs> little fat Sultan. Little fat
4: Sultan. Pocahontas, I don't <clears throat> even, rem- I don't remember. Mm, Pocahontas. Oh yeah, she yeah Chief yeah. Powhatan.
2: Yep, her dad was there. So
4: yeah, usually is the mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, the Mulan. Mom gets up.
1: I don't know. I think that's because it hurts children more. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes, not hurts them, but it distresses them more thinking about not having a mother. Mm -hmm. And
0: that's exactly.
1: So they're playing on kids' feelings. And when I
0: was a kid, that's exactly how it affected me. I go, I don't want to see this. I know. I do not want to see this. It's off the list.
1: I'll tell you another thing. Do not ever watch that. Trunk deal with Dumbo and his mother. Jeez.
0: Oh,
2: I know. You talk about
1: depressing. There you go. Have you
2: seen the trailer for the Tim Burton I one? heard
1: it's phenomenal. Oh, it oh yeah, so that's so good. Coming I out, can't huh? wait. I think yeah. it's next think month it's or is it
2: at the end of this month?
1: And let me answer this honestly. You grew up in the household with your mother and me. Did you ever find your mother or me treating boys and girls any differently? Did we, did we treat women and girls differently than we did the boys? Well, I mean, if you did, I wouldn't have noticed because I was a kid. But but no, if it was that overt, you would notice. Your mother, first of all, would would have never put up with it anyway. Uh, I oh, was you raised mean like that. Yeah, no. I was I was raised by women, so I you know tend to think you know like a woman. Uh, I, I just it didn't happen in our house. It just didn't. Al, Alex was treated every bit as kindly. You think she was treated better than you were? I know that. Well, she was, but I was also a bad kid. So. <laughs> you were not a bad kid, You're miscreant. You're a crabby. My favorite I was overly active. No, you were active. That's true. But you also said one of the funniest things I've ever heard as a little kid, and Andy doesn't remember doing this, but it came up this morning again because Fanny has a uh, advent calendar for Christmas with Mickey and Minnie and uh, Goofy. So the story came up again. When Andy was a little boy, we were at Disney World. And I believe it was Snow White came up to Andy, who was about six years old, something like that, seven years old maybe. And she said, little boy, what's your name? He goes, Andy. He goes, so Andy, who's your favorite cartoon character? And then he said, Pluto. Pluto. She goes, Pluto, a dog, it's wonderful. Why do you love Pluto so much? And he responded, because he doesn't talk. (laughs)
2: That's how cartoons should be. That's
1: Mm. phenomenal. He tells the woman, I really like him because he doesn't talk. (laughs) Because I'm not into forced
0: socialization. That's
1: exactly what it was, too. I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. It It was a wonderful thing. Because she looked at him like, Oh. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> I. Alex, who's your favorite character? She love, moved on. I just love that so much. Just, yeah, he doesn't talk, so leave me alone. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see the few... Look, my grandma, Minnie, my mother, my sisters, my wife, our daughter, all around. They're... I don't look at them any different than I do any other person. They have as much a say in everything we do. Once you say that your mom has every bit as much uh, influence over what we do as I do, mm-hmm. probably more.
4: Well, you just don't want to do as much.
1: Oh, so it has to be a negative Ow. on my Ow.
4: side. Ow. Oh, Let's... Andy. I don't think not doing Ow. things is negative. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: I not. never do things. You don't ever do that. Well, you do now with Melissa. You get out and do a lot Definitely a lot, a lot more, yeah. Yeah, hey? see? Yeah, you do. I mean, it's you there's know, no question about it, which is a good thing. It's a nice thing. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I just don't... What... Okay, so Cassie, you're being the lone woman here. Okay. Just call, I'll just call you a chick because it's offensive <laughs> as hell.
2: Broad, whatever. Broad.
1: Yeah, who's broad? Uh, the very famous broad situation, that we. uh No, I, I just... Uh, what I don't understand about any of this stuff is... I I just never saw women treated poorly because my mother wouldn't put up with it. My grandmother wouldn't put up with it. My wife will not put up with it. My sisters wouldn't. It just didn't happen around me. Mm -hmm. Did you find it happened around you at all?
2: No. I mean, I was around some... My mom was a strong woman. My grandmother. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, my grandmother, she raised four boys. Uh, my grandfather was around, obviously, but um, you know she was kind of the big mama of the neighborhood. All the kids would come over, and she just—I don't know—that caretaker,
3: yeah, um, aspect. Yeah, that's a big and, part of it. And yep. like
2: nothing phased them. And my mom was the same way. I'm the same way. Like I'll, I'll, you know, do what I need to do, whether I'm, you know, hobbling along in pain or not. I just power through it. I don't complain. I just do what I need to yep, do. Yeah, that's it. And that's the mentality. That's the Kind of women I've always tried to surround myself by yep. so I haven't had um, I don't know I've always had positive strong women in my life too yeah it I doesn't have they don't put up with nothing either yeah no.
0: one of the one of the great compliments I received was from a, a, a woman that I was a resident with and this was after she was in practice I was in practice and she and I, I went to see her as a patient and she said that I was the only I was the only resident during her residency that didn't treat her like a woman mm-hmm. I just treated her as yep. y- you do your work I'm going to do my work and then we're going to get out of here and have a good time not mm-hmm. not together, but I mean we're gonna. <laughs> we're you know we're, we're going mm. we're, you do your work and take care of the patients. That's the key thing here. And, and you being a woman, you can do it. I, I can do it.
1: Uh, right. It's no right. difference
0: in what we are doing here. Our care. Yeah,
1: you're right. And
0: it kind of it kind of came from my mother went back to work when I was in third grade. So she was working. My dad was working. And then when I was in the steel mill, I worked. And I go, oh, women could do all these jobs. Now why they would want to be there because of the misogynism and because of just a awful horrible place to be as far as the working conditions go. I don't know, but I said, any women can do this. I'm not doing anything special here.
1: Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard show. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramos is customized for each individual person and the staff at Nutramos will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramos help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Find out how to be successful losing weight by attending the Nutramos free dinner Monday, December 10th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramos guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more Nutrimost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337 to register for the Nutrimost dinner. That's 763-333-7337 I've never even heard this song Oh my god, Kanye West has blonde hair now He does? Yep, got blonde hair Kanye West needs to be on Antipsychotics Well, how about the woman he's married to? Jesus, she's crazier than anybody well, I think she's just a sociopath Well, she is a sociopath But apparently uh, Kanye acted up at a play or something oh, The my Cher god. Show the Share
4: Show? He was called out by an actor for
1: using a phone, his phone during the show. Oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian West was excited to attend the Broadway debut of The Share Show, a musical based on the singer's life. Her husband was apparently less so and ended up apologizing for his fascination with his phone during the Monday Show, reports USA Today. Hey, at Kanye West, so cool that you're here at The Share Show. If you look up from your cell phone, you'll see we're doing a show up here. Tony-nominated actor Gerard Spector had tweeted during the performance, it's opening night, kind of a big deal for us. Thanks so much. Please pardon my lack of etiquette. We have so much... Oh, yeah, okay. We have so much appreciation for the energy you guys put, us, are put into making us this masterpiece. Yeah, oh, you know what, Kanye? You're the same guy who said, after Hurricane Katrina, that said, George Bush hates black people. I... I you're nuts. You can't decide what you want to be. First of all, he was all Trump. Then he found out that wasn't popular, so I don't like Trump. You, know, you just flow. You, just what, you go with the wind. Whatever you do, I, I just don't get it. And plus the fact, that hair looks terrible. <laughs> get that hair done by Saturday. I'm just telling you. And how you can sit and talk, whatever, I'm not going to, but I don't know. I, it is annoying the problem, Kanye, with the phone is it, they're so bright, it annoys everybody around you. Mm. The screens are just so bright, otherwise, who cares if you're on your phone? But it does just distract other people because it's very, very bright and it'll you know it'll do whatever.
2: Well it's like you're at a concert, enjoy the moment
1: Well, exactly although it is a share show, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> the share show it's based on her life. I don't know, whatever. Get excited, people of a certain age. Hootie and the Blowfish are back. Yes, the iconic 90s band is reuniting to celebrate the 25th anniversary of debut album Cracked Rear View. The members of the Darius Rucker fronted band announced Monday on today, yesterday on today, that they're releasing a new album and setting off on a 44 city tour in 2019. We're not doing it for us, said Rucker, who's been a successful solo country artist for the past decade. We're doing it for those people who used to plan their vacations around Hootie and the Blowfish tour. The band, which uh, which last released an album in 2006, Hopes to have a new single out in the spring and the rest of the album done by summer. The tour runs from May 30th to September 30th. Hootie will be joined by another 90s group, Bare Naked Ladies. I think it's great. I I do love that song, I Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm -hmm. I do like Darius Rucker's voice. He has an interesting way of singing. It's not just the tone of his voice. It's the way he phrases his words. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very cool. He's a hell of a talent, I think, anyway. And from what I heard from every single human being ever, one of the nicest people ever born. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, supposed to be just a great guy.
2: He's a Carolina boy.
1: He's a Carolina.
2: Yep, they're all nice down there. I don't
1: know if I go with the boy thing anymore. That's you know? yeah. <laughs> what so they call him down there. I know, I know, I know they know. do. I know, they, I know. I was just kidding with you. But, but some people do get pissed off by that. I'm like, no, that's not what... Uh, yeah, because I referred to somebody in that in that way, and they thought I was uh, thought I was being all racist. It's like, no, that's not the way I phrased it. No, Leave if me I alone.
2: D- if I didn't say Carolina ahead of it, then yeah, <laughs> then
1: Yeah, there no, Yeah, that, you're I'd you. are i would be a
2: Carolina girl and
1: a Carolina girl and a Carolina boy. We have works for me. Greg Leroy on the phone. Oh, well, Greg's ready to go. Greg, how are you? just fine, Tom. How about yourself? Marvelous. I did want to bring up, because I brought it up earlier, your name could be Greg Leroy, Greg Leroy, or Greg Lois. (laughs) It's the first one. Uh,
5: It's uh, French Huguenot descent.
1: Oh, Huguenot. Mm. Let's talk about the Huguenots. It's an interesting... Do people even know about that anymore? We don't teach history anymore, Greg, so people probably don't even know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) But I do. Well, you know, we know that the Protestants uh, you know,
5: protested to the Catholic Church, and some of them got persecuted for that, and my ancestors got driven out of what's now Belgium, Yeah. a little bit before the American Revolutionary War, actually.
1: That is a long wild. time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It's fantastic. Uh, excuse me, not fantastic, but a fascinating subject. It really is. No question. Uh, is Amazon HQ2 just a transfer of wealth? Decision Day has come after months of U.S. cities vied. Uh vying for it to become the next Amazon headquarters, but Greg Leroy, Executive Director of Good Jobs First, says Crystal City and Long Island City citizens have no idea what their elected officials have promised to Amazon. Greg, i gotta, I got to ask you something. How does a guy who's worth $110 million, or $110 billion personally, and his company's worth almost a trillion dollars, screw over the taxpaying public by using our post office at a reduced rate?
5: Well, and, and not only that, it gets the preferential rates. They've already gotten $1.6 billion in tax breaks for their warehouses and their data centers, and now they're going to get about $4 billion more for the, the two new facilities in New York and Virginia. You know, it, it's, it's a poster child for what's wrong with economic development. We're, we're rewarding companies that are the least needy. We're, we're shortchanging small businesses. We're shortchanging certain areas, and we're rewarding the, one, the corporate 1%.
1: I have to go all the way back, for me, anyway, to the beginning of all this, our, our economy in this country, uh, where I first noticed it as a very young kid. I got my Social Security card when I was, I think, 16. I think children get them at birth now, don't they? I think. Um, they do. Yeah. Well, mine came along, I think, it wasn't it about 16 back in the day, I think that was about right. Maybe it was earlier. But here's what I don't understand. Explain this equation to me, if you would, Greg. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you money, and you're going to use my money, and you're going to supposedly hold on to my money, which you didn't do, by the way. You spend it like a drunken sailor, as they used to say. (laughs) But, okay, I gave you the money. You got to use my money for free for about 50 years, and now when I go to get it back, uh, you're going to tax me? Really? Really? So you have my money, you've already used it at no cost, and now you want me to pay taxes on the money that I gave you in the first place. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think of what, what kind of transaction you're referring to here.
1: I'm just talking it, about it, but paying Social Security tax, Social Security, oh well. uh, into Social Security. You're using my money, yeah, and no, I, 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 I don't get
3: it.
5: Exactly, yeah, it's already been taxed once, right? When, right. when it was originally earned. That's yeah, exactly i what I'm saying. I don't like that aspect either.
1: How did they get away with it? How did they ever get away with the top tax rate? I work, I do all the work, and you get half the money. How the hell did that ever happen? We're going all the way back, Greg. We're going all the way back with this. This stuff has annoyed me for years. So anyway, Well, there's a new
5: wrinkle to this, right? Buried in the Trump tax bill that was enacted late last year, there's a thing called Opportunity Zones, which was cooked up by a billionaire, uh, original Facebook executive, to basically allow high-net-worth individuals, people who are sitting on lots of capital gains that they haven't cashed out yet and therefore haven't paid the the lower capital gains uh, income tax rate on, if they invest in these so-called Opportunity Zone projects, they can never pay capital gains taxes.
1: It's just unbelievable. This is a man who, by the way, is supposed to be a far-righty and the first thing he does is uh, gets rid of salt taxes. I mean, you can't write off your state and local taxes he only did that to screw New York, Illinois, Minnesota, and California, because they didn't vote for him. Yeah, it
5: really looks like political engineering to me. Yeah, uh, just it does. you know, payback to New Jersey and Maryland too. I'm a Maryland resident. It yeah. definitely affects lots of us. Yep. So you know, if you choose to live in a state where the schools are pretty good, but you pay your property taxes for them, et cetera. And now you're getting
1: punished. Yeah, and now you're getting punished for it. So I'll shut up now, Greg. No, I just—I'm a cent—Greg, <laughs> I'm a centrist. I'm not a big fan of, of far lefties or far righties, and I really don't understand why anyone would ever think that Donald Trump is a far righty, because he—he's been a Democrat his whole life, and now when he got a chance to run, his. Uh, okay, the last thing I will tell you is this, Greg. Uh, starting at Donald Trump and going backwards, I tried to find a president that I liked that I got to Washington and ran out of people. These are not good people. They're, they're, they're power hungry. They're sociopaths. And now we got this situation with Amazon, the richest person ever born, $110 billion worth. or I, I think it's higher than that now, actually, isn't it?
5: I yeah, it think. sort of fluctuates with the stock price, but yeah.
1: It does, yeah. So now we have... We so own
5: 17% of Amazon, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It's just unbelievable. Okay, so what do what we... We're in a situation, Amazon HQ2, a transfer of wealth. So what happened here? Why why did New York go along with it? Because they tried to say it was because of the jobs, Right.
5: Yeah, no, you know, Cuomo wants to. He just got reelected. It's interesting the timing, right? They held back the news until he <laughs> safely got reelected because there's a ton of blowback he's getting, you know, oh, from yeah. the left and the right. There's a lot of left-right consensus on this issue, uh, frankly. Uh, it, it's just quite a thing, actually. Um, we all agree, for example, that there should be a lot more sunshine on these deals, and, and sunshine would mean a lot more scrutiny and probably a lot less spending and a lot less waste. Mm-hmm. If we could actually see these deals before they're cooked uh, and see them play out over time or not and protect ourselves from the, the harm that they do to public services. We also just issued a study this morning looking at some new data that's just come out showing how much school school districts lose to tax breaks because they're the biggest losers, right? Yeah, the, the yeah. most expensive local public service. And in some states, you know, we've got 10 states losing $1.6 billion in school districts, including New York State. New York State actually lost over $322 million uh, statewide to these corporate tax breaks, uh, even though they're giving away the store to Amazon as well. I just think that um you know we're we're paying companies to do what they would have done anyway. That's the big right. problem with the way too many of these programs are structured. Yeah. You know, tell me that Amazon wasn't going to build hundreds of warehouses as their prime business model evolved to, you know, 2-day, 1-day, same-day delivery. You can't have four warehouses the way they used to and do that. You got to have hundreds of them yes. next to all your prime zip codes. So
1: No, that's exactly it. I mean, it's a situation what I love is where you trace it all the way back. Uh, Sears stole an idea from Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward was the first person that started i don't know if you've ever seen those warehouses along the chicago river in chicago illinois those warehouses that he built were so huge the workers had to wear roller skates to get around to them because they were just so massive so that's the guy who had that idea first he built these massive warehouses he puts out a catalog sears goes oh my god what a great idea that is so then they started doing it and then a guy comes along like bezos and says I can do all that digitally. Why would I ever send out a paper catalog like these other companies do? Uh, explain right. to me, Greg. Why is it that 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 uh, that when Sears saw what Amazon was doing, why didn't they just buy them up or or duplicate what they were doing? Why didn't they do that <laughs> anyway?
5: Yeah, I ask that myself that question all the time. In fact, if you read the book "The Everything Store" by Brad Stone, you know there was a moment early in Amazon's history when Walmart. Put out a feeler
3: about either
5: a a merger or an acquisition, but of course Bezos was having none of it. He just wanted to uh, learn as much as he could, one way or the other, about Walmart's logistics because they had you know legendary logistics because of all their warehouses and stores. Yeah, Um, you know I think that, um, and the same thing is true of cab companies. Like, why didn't they use GPS technology to create the the apps that are now Uber and Lyft? I I, I want my cab companies to survive. I, I think that it's good that cab drivers are, you know, licensed and regulated and um, watched carefully. Yeah, I think it's an important consumer protection. And this idea that the tech companies can come in and, uh, yes. you know, ask for forgiveness later instead of permission up front, uh, this is not a good thing.
1: Greg, you and I agree on just about everything. The, uh, you're the executive director. <laughs> what is What's Good Jobs First all about?
5: Yeah, so we're a watchdog group on economic development subsidies. That's that's really our focus. Um, I've been working on this issue almost continuously since the late 1970s. And um, you know, we've made a lot of progress. We have a lot more transparency now. We have a lot more money-back guarantee protection on a lot of these deals than we used to. But we also have a lot more desperate politicians, frankly, because the economy is, is stagnant. We know that there's large parts of the country that are really not getting as much job creation as they should, as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. And it means that our, our elected officials are very susceptible to uh, any, anybody that will come and offer them to do a, do some sort of deal, though. They'll, they'll give them the candy store.
1: It is amazing. Uh, in about 20 seconds, I have to take a break, but it's very short. Can you stay with us for another segment? Sure. So I want to talk to you about a, a paragraph. I want to read a paragraph from your, your information. It makes complete sense to me. We'll be right back with Greg Leroy. Again, Good Jobs First is Amazon HQ2, just a transfer of wealth. Uh, we'll come back and talk about that. We'll talk about other things. We'll talk a lot more about Good Jobs First because we need a lot more of things like Good Jobs First. Some, We need watchdogs, Greg. We need somebody watching the watching the candy store, as they used to say. <laughs> we'll be right back more with Greg Leroy right after this Tom Bernard show. this zero percent offer is available for a limited time. Call Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Ding dong, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Holly Jolly, is that Lives? Yes. I heard he was a weirdo. That's he, what I. Yeah, uh, he a
2: kind very of very weird um... guy.
1: Greg, I think, did, did you ever hear that Bur Ives is kind of a goofball? will do
0: <laughs> Claymation will do that to you. That well, there was will do rumors <laughs> that he wasn't
2: appropriate with children. That's
1: exactly right. He would really? attack the children. It's not good. Greg LaRoy with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, is AMA, Amazon HQ, 2 just a transfer of wealth? Good jobs first. We're going to talk more about that. But I do want to read this paragraph from the, uh, the information sent. We don't know what special new subsidies have been promised that will require state or local en- en- enactments. We don't know if gentrification buffers, especially affordable housing, are included. We don't know if clawbacks or other safeguards are included. We don't know the cost per job. They cut a deal and they have no information to base it on?
5: Well, so we do now have um, memorandums of understanding that have been published in both New York and Virginia. But, of course, they were done you know, after all the negotiations were done. No no public group, no no taxpayers had input or uh, insight into any of that while it was happening. Um, we know that the cost per job in New York City is over $112,000 per job, and at that rate, I think it's going to be very hard for taxpayers to ever break even, right? Because uh, right. here's the math. You'd, you'd have to say that the average New York Amazon employee is now going to pay $112,000 more in state and local taxes than public services they and their families consume. And I just don't think any state runs a big surplus on, the, on average taxpayers like that. So, no. um, at that point, you, you know, it's, it's a wing and a prayer about how much harm is done. And, then, and that's why we say, you know, back to the title of your show today, all we can say for sure when you get these huge mega-deals, these multi-billion dollar mega-deals like this, is that it is a transfer of wealth from taxpayers to shareholders. That's the only thing we can say for certainty. Um, Even Bezos himself has made the point that Amazon will probably get disrupted by somebody else in the same way Sears disrupted Montgomery Ward. Right, right. Amazon disrupted Sears. You know, he's made the point that um, somebody will come and eat their lunch, too.
1: I suppose that probably will happen. A new technology comes along all the time. Uh, I also love this paragraph. Leroy says, what we do know is that both deals were negotiated in secret without any public input. We know that past U.S. mega deals have cost an average, per job average, of $658,000. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so-
5: yeah. Oh. Well, and this is that this is the problem. If you look at some of these, um, especially manufacturing deals, especially uh, manufacturing processes now that have become so extremely capital intensive because so many factories are so automated these days and, and increasingly warehouses, frankly, that um, you get these, you know, huge costs per job because you've got these highly automated chemical plants, microchip plants. Um, so it's it's just very uh, hard for taxpayers to break even at that rate. And that's, frankly, that that's the problem. We're, we're not focusing on jobs. We're just reducing companies' taxes.
1: Yeah, that, well, that's exactly it. I, I just, for many years now, I've been talking about these things. I also do a morning show in town that I've been doing for 33 years, and I've been talking about things like this, and people for years have been going, what are you even talking about? That can't possibly be true, and blah, blah, blah. Do you think, and I, this is a bit off topic, Greg, but I think it's important, mm-hmm. there's speculation, that two-thirds of CEOs in this country are either sociopathic, most certainly, but two-thirds of them are psychopathic. That they not only <laughs> don't care what you think, they don't mind hurting you with, with what they think. Uh, they, they claim it's up to like 66% of, of CEOs country in companies cross-country, they're psychopaths. They're crazy people. But they're driven and driven and driven, and that's why companies want them around, because they won't let up, because they only care about their company and themselves. That's it. They, they care about the check they take home every month. Do you find that to be true in your research?
5: So I, I, I'm not a psychologist, and I, no, it's no, not no, a I subject am. I've I studied am. specifically, but right. you know I, I got into this whole issue decades ago working on plant closings, and people like Al Dunlap, who took over Sunbeam and then right. proceeded to chop it up, Yep. earned the nickname Chainsaw Al uh, because he was so relentless and you know aggressive in uh, chopping the company up and not caring at all about what happened to everybody whose jobs were getting mm-hmm. thrown out the door um, and I, you know it's people like him that have really I think started people started scholars and experts to start asking this question yes. what are we breeding in the c-suites here uh, and I think there's merit to it and I think look something's got to be wrong for people to not to think it's okay to make hundreds of times more than the average employee, and to get golden parachutes, and to get all these other, you know, lifetime perks like Jack Welch got when he left General Electric. I mean, if you don't, if you haven't, if you're clueless that something's not wrong (laughs) with that arrangement... You got something missing. You got some screws missing. I think.
1: Kind of great. Great. People love Adam uh, Jack Walsh. They just love the guy. And after what I don't, I don't see how. Sorry about that. Uh,
0: thanks, Ralph Basham. I'm a centrist, just like uh, Tom. Uh, and yet, what I'm about to say seems, in my mind, kind of uh, really liberal. In that, is there, is there a place for uh, a company? Who is, like Sunbeam, that is broken up, where jobs are lost. Is there a place for penalties to be uh, exerted or taxing uh, based on job loss? And when are we going to start taxing automated systems as an active – because you've lost jobs, and that was a big argument in the 60s, 70s. Automation was going to lose jobs. When you've lost a job, then you should – those machines – should pay taxes or robots should pay taxes to support the systems to uh, get these people educated to get different jobs.
5: Yeah, so um, I have not spent a lot of time pondering this, but I certainly do note that a lot of times these incentive deals, especially if they go to retrofit or upgrade existing facilities, often pay for automation systems that reduce the total number of jobs. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of a a devilish deal that even some unions have had to negotiate in places where they say well maybe if we can save 80 percent of the jobs and make them more secure by upgrading the factory you know maybe we can live with that but obviously the, the key issue there is whether it's all done in good faith whether the company is really promising to reinvest all that money back into the plant and and doing all the other things they should be doing to make sure that the jobs are going to be secure you know long term uh, and, and that's you can't that's you never assume that unless you know other particulars. Um, I, I think this idea that we reward companies for short-term behavior for, um, you know, t- tax avoidance as a, as a science practically uh, as a religion <laughs> for some companies. I just think that that's kind of sociopathic. I mean, I, I backed into this whole issue as a guy trying to help people prevent plant closings. I kept in, in the Midwest. I was in Chicago for many years and, um, we kept finding that factories that were being announced to close had gotten tax breaks and tax-free loans and things like that. And when you see companies, you know, doing that, one of the early warning signs was that they would uh, 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 appeal their tax assessment, their property tax assessment rate. And to me, it was kind of an early warning sign of disinvestment. When I look at, like, the behavior overall of big companies like General Motors, which continue to shrink their footprint here and grow their footprint elsewhere, uh you know, they're not behaving like they see a lot of future in this company, in this country, rather. Uh, and same thing with the way some state legislatures have, you know, really harmed their long-term uh, revenue base by, by enacting tax cuts that I think really are cutting, cutting beyond the, the muscle to the bone in terms of providing, you know, good schools, good transit, good infrastructure that benefit all employers. If, you, if you're really thinking forward, you got to invest in your public goods.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. Greg, do you have trouble uh doing what you do? I I gotta believe taking on major corporations uh is not an easy thing. You don't do you sleep well at night? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a well vented spleen, let's
5: put it that way. Um, <laughs> there you go. Well, February write, write an autobiography, that might be the title.
1: I like that. Um I know you, you. You and I have never met in person. It does not sound like it to somebody I've just met, but you've actually put me in a really good mood, knowing that there's somebody out there <laughs> doing. Seriously, I'm very happy about this. Somebody needs to get this under control because it's way out. And the politicians in this country are to blame. There's no doubt about that.
5: They are, and you know, I'll send your producer an op-ed that I just wrote in the New York Daily News oh, a, a week ago Sunday, um, where I I review this tragic history of people attempting to rein the problem in. At the end of the day, there needs to be a federal solution. And some people kind of shrug and are very passive this way, saying, well, we have this federalist constitution with states' rights. You know, we're just going to let them, you know, duke it out, uh, race to the bottom, you know, job piracy, interstate job wars, whatever you want to call it. I'm very convinced that the founding fathers would be aghast if they saw what's going on today. You know, we, we have a system that is... Much less functional than do the countries of Europe. If you belong to the European Union system, for example, there's lots of advance notice of deals. There's lots of chances for people to comment. There's big caps on the value of deals. You couldn't do a deal like the Amazon deal just happened. It, would, it wouldn't be allowed in a prosperous place like New York to begin with. Much yes. less at that at that magnitude. You couldn't be giving the company more money than they say they're going to invest. Right? That's called aid intensity. We're subsidizing them at. Over 100% of the money they say they're going to invest in New York, for example. Uh, that, that was not legal in Europe. So I, I think we, we, you know, the Governor's Association has not debated this issue for 25 years. Donald Trump has endorsed the war among the states. He did that in a speech at Carrier in Indianapolis That's during right. the transition period after his election. He actively helped Foxconn play states against each other for the big costly deal that ended up in Wisconsin. Uh, we, we've never had a president actually endorse and participate in the war among the states. It's, it's a new low in that respect.
1: Right, no doubt about it. And I, as I said, I, I, the best way I can, I can I kind of put out my, my position on this is I am not a fan of Donald Trump, but I was not a fan of Barack Obama either because he did the same exact thing. I mean, he well, he, what did he, triple the national debt? Is that what it was? It was a triple or maybe even more than that. I mean, these guys are throwing our money around like it's their own, and, and it's Democrats and Republicans doing it, and it's driving me deeply over the cliff. <laughs> That's all I know. But yeah. you, you cheer me <laughs> they, we, we have got to start. We've got to start electing people who don't buy our vote like these people do because they just spend billions of dollars, by the way, our money, to uh, get elected. And we've we got to stop. Uh, how, how can we get around that, do you think?
5: Well, I think, you know, a number of things we could do. I, you, you know, looking back at the way you may recall how the federal government got the states to raise the drinking age to 21. Yes. Yep. They used the power of the federal budget. They said, we're going to hold back 10 percent of your highway trust fund money until you raise the drinking age to 21 so we can save more lives, more drunk drivers, off, drunk teenage drivers off the road. Uh, it was a smart move. It saved, I'm sure it saved hundreds of thousands of lives by now. It's upheld by the Supreme Court. I think tomorrow the president could say, we're going to hold back 10% of your HUD block grant money or some other pot of money that everybody depends on every day mm-hmm. until you make some very specific affirmative measures that would stop this race to the bottom where you would agree not to actively pirate jobs. If, you, if you're if you in a state that has a neighboring metro area like Kansas City or Memphis or New York, you're not going to pay companies to just change people's commuting routes. Right? We have this crazy thing I call interstate job fraud where you can... Relocate an office a short distance, but across a state line, and then get, you know, an eight-figure subsidy package, being called a, a new job creator, even though you just basically change people's commuter routes. You didn't create any new jobs at all. Yeah, um, we've got to we got to say that's just fraudulent, and just we got to call it what it is and, and ban it. Um, I think if we could get the states to agree to do that, with the leverage of HUD block grant money or some other public money. Uh, we could we could go a long way toward cooling these wars off.
1: I tell you, Greg. Uh, just for Christmas, I just got a new hero, and it would be you. We need to stay in touch. I, <laughs> I love everything you're saying, and I love your take on it. We are. I am so sick of people getting screwed over by these high tone politicians and massive businesses. They're crushing our people, and they got to stop. I, I I'd love to have you back on again, Greg. Thank you. I'd be pleased to come. Have a great day, sir. Thanks, Tom. You too. Bye bye. Bye, Ralph. Bye-bye. Greg Leroy, ladies and gentlemen. What? Uh, where'd you crack him down? He's phenomenal. Huh? I don't get all that. She's got this pompous smile. I got my smile. secret. Oh, God, here we go. He was wonderful.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, seriously, you and I pay our taxes, and they take that tax money and give it to these businesses. More money than they're investing? So, so what? They,
0: what they what they've done is they have used our money, to buy votes, yep. and then they have yeah. sold their vote 100%. to the company.
1: And you and I paid for it. That's right. How we ever allow this kind of scam to go on, I will never understand. But he, I know it doesn't sound like it, folks, but Greg made me very, very happy because there's somebody out there that's got our back, and I hope it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. These people are flaming pigs. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Is there a flaming pig? Or did I just make that up on the floor? (laughs) Mm.
0: You made that flaming pig. Or is that a a barbecue stand? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, a barbecue stand. It's called a luau. (laughs) It's a luau. That's exactly right. We'll see you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.